Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Sunday afternoon, Monday morning. We're glad that you've joined us at supertalk.fm or whatever it is, wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. What'd you do? Why, why is there a buzz happening? I, it's, it's usually your technology, but it might be I mine blame today. you. I don't know. I'm blaming you for that. I'll take, uh, I'll take, your, I'll take the heat. There's plenty of buzz around Strange Brew Coffee House because they know that is the place to go when you're looking to get a little shot of, of enthusiasm about your day. Which Joel Coleman needs every day. Yes, yes, I will be uh, partaking as soon as we uh, do the end of this show. You know, when you say, for Joel T. Coleman, woo, this has been Thunder and Lightning, whatever. Yeah, I'm out the door going to get my boost. So, let's yeah. get the show done so I can go get my you boost. Get your boost, all right. Make it. <laughs> <coughs> you made me laugh. Uh, yes, we'll make that happen for you. And you guys head over there to Highway 12 and University Drive, two locations to serve you here in Starkville. College Corner, as far as I know, still giving it away. Still just giving it away. I've never seen a special quite like this. They must be real. You guys must be doing a good job of, of buying gift cards and then turning around and buying clothing because they have kept this special going. This has got to be, what, four months, I think, they've, they've, been, they've been running this. Again, you just buy a gift card at collegecornerstore.com and you can get a 30% off that purchase. So it means you spend $100 on a gift card. I'm sorry, you spend $70 on a gift card, you get a $100 gift card. You can't go wrong with that. It's just that simple. Go to collegecornerstore.com and then shop at either of their two locations in Jackson, in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And they've got the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Vantage Business Systems wants you to make sure that right now your business is working for you, that you're not working for your business. Make sure that right now everything is happening the way it needs to happen. Efficient, streamlined productivity. 45 years of experience at Advantage Business Systems helping people just like you. So call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. What's up, Joel? Not much, man. Just, uh... You know, doing sports reporter things, being cool, trying to take over the world, doing all the stuff I do every day. About you. About the same. Yeah, figure so. About the same. Uh, so, we talked to Mike Leach on Saturday. We did. Um, virtually. Virtually. Oh, that's that's all we're going to have this year. Mm. Do, you, do, you, do you think we'll, we will have... When, when's the next time you and I will... Uh, We'll be uh, in the room with Mike Leach. If you had to guess. February signing day. Is that a good guess? I, I, that seems reasonable. That seems like it could happen. I mean, could it happen? Egg Bowl? In November? Here's the thing. If they opened it up and said, y'all come and... We, we, we could, like, change the locale of the press conference, and we could socially distance, you know, down there where they typically eat or whatever in the SEAL building, where we did his introductory press conference. 
I, I mean, I think we could go in there and socially distance just fine. Everybody wear a mask, and we could do it. I'd feel totally comfortable doing it live now. But I would. I, I, I get that they probably want a quote unquote sterile environment in the building, and not all of us are testing every day like those guys are. Or we'll be doing three times a week. So I get why we're not going to do that, I don't imagine. But, um, but yeah, it, I would feel comfortable doing it now, but it ain't our call. So uh, if you made me guess, I'd say, I'd probably say February signing day. Assuming there is a, a regular February signing day. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good point. I hadn't thought there might not be. I don't know how that's going. I don't work. know how recruiting is going to work. I, I don't know. I mean, guys still can't visit. So good news for us is that nobody knows. We're not. We're not alone in our our lack of knowledge. Um, what do we learn from Leach on, on Saturday? Anything? Uh installation is done. Yeah. Um, battle for QB two because it appears. Look, we knew this going all all along that KJ Costello, barring something unforeseen, was going to be the starting quarterback. And while Leach did not say that on Saturday, he did say he's the front runner. Said he's ahead, um, and then talked about having to pare down the reps between you know either Will or or Garrett. So it, there's a battle going on there. Um, I'm curious to see how that plays out. You know, yeah. Mike Leach has long loved Will Rogers. Tried to get him to Pullman. Um, he eventually got Will Rogers, but he had to come down here to get him. Uh, and then you got Garrett Schrader, who last year was the face of the team, kind of. The manly, grizzled, bearded face of the team. And and did great things and, and showed toughness. And who will ever forget the helicopter play? And uh, people kind of fell in love with Garrett a little bit. And you and I did a whole dadgum thunder and lightning show on how he may be the next Dak Prescott. And now here he is trying to just hold on to the QB2 slot. Um, but that's where we are now. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Um, he talked he talked well of the running backs and the routes they're running. Said they, I, I believe, if I recall, said they were kind of ahead of what he thought they'd be. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. Because if that bunch is doing what you think they can do, and uh, he seemed pretty impressed and optimistic about the wide receivers and things. Yeah. I mean, he... He said nothing on Saturday to dampen your expectations for the offense, that's for sure. I agree. He, 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 uh, without being doing something that a coach never does, which is saying, yeah, we're, we're doing great. Yeah. He kind of said they were doing pretty good. He, he, he didn't really say that, but if you listen between the lines, he seemed very pleased with where things are. And, and in fairness, you and I aren't familiar enough with how he does press conferences. He, he might just be a, a guy who talks things up. You know, he might be that guy. I don't know that for a fact. I kind of feel but, like he's a straight shooter. But I, I, that's what I was going to get to is I feel like he is the kind of guy in, in my dealings with him that he would have no problem telling us, that, yeah, that we're not anywhere near – like Zach Arnett did. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're not anywhere near where we need to be. We're in a lot well, of trouble. Like this, Seasons like aren't like today this, would be a problem. Like this staff does. <laughs> I mean, I think of Mason Miller the other day. You know, when I asked him of LaQuinston Sharp, it was obvious that he thinks that Sharp has talent – uh, but he's inconsistent because that was when Mason Miller was like, "Look, if you're gonna be good, be good. If you're gonna be bad, just be bad all the time. Be consistent with what you do." <laughs> um, this is a very blunt staff. They they will. It's kind of unusual, at least in our experience here, to to deal with a a, a, a staff that just all just the time. You, can tell you what you want to know. Every one of them. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't. Uh, 
not not many of these guys are very big on fluff. They tend to answer your question and and you know they they don't run their guys down by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, no. But, but no. they they will give you an, an honest, thought out answer, and, and uh, at least when they hear the question right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you watched MSU's uh, v- version of the press conference, you missed something. Um, we won't we won't get too far into that. Um, we we talked about the, you know depth chart. I, I sat down. I'll be honest. I, I tried to um, do an article. I wanted to do an article on depth charts. I, I don't think I can do it right now. I, I don't feel like I have a good enough feel. I feel like I have a, a decent feel for the starters. The too deep, I can't. I can't put it. I I don't know enough. And part of that, I think, is because uh, I haven't been to practice. Yeah. So I'm not seeing who's getting the reps. I'm not seeing. You know, I'm just not familiar. As fam- I'm not as familiar with the roster. Maybe part of that is because we didn't get the roster until like you know, feels like yesterday. I'm just not as familiar with this team as I've been been with any MSU team in the past decade. Well, and even some of the guys you're familiar with aren't. You know. Of course, Bobby and you know Dante Jones and Brad Combs. I mean, they're they're no longer basically doing what they did. There's just so many moving and sh- shaking parts here that it. I mean, it only makes sense to kind of not be all, all too familiar with it. I kind of feel like offensively, I could do the two deep and get somewhat close. Okay. What about defensively? No. Yeah. See, same. <laughs> I have no, I have no clue. You know, I, just, I just don't know. I just don't know it as well as I need to. I, feel. I mean, I feel like I could give you the the O line for the most part. I feel like, I mean, quarterback. We know who, we know who the starter is going to be. He can wait and announce it to whenever. But we know who the starter is going to be. And I, I really don't know who to put as QB two right now. Good question. Yeah, I don't really know RB two. I think it's no. Marks, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'm. And, and I feel like I could probably give you the – if I named you eight receivers, I'm probably going to give you yeah. six or seven that are right Yeah. in, in that two deep, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, but, yeah, by and large, offensively, I feel like I could come pretty close. But, yeah, defensively, I could give you the starting defensive line. I could tell you Errol's starting. I can tell you Martin Emerson's starting, and apparently Fred Peters. We We keep hearing a lot about some Fred Peters. Yeah, and uh, Marcus Murphy. So yeah, I could tell you on defense, that, but that's just starters though. Mm-hmm. We we're going too deep. I yeah, who knows? I just don't know. So that said, I mean, apparently too, there. I don't know that we even asked Leach about this, but when you read what all of our fantastic beat coverage around here, and then, and then you talk to some of these folks off record stuff. Apparently, you know, I mean, there's even battle like a kicker and stuff. I mean, it, yeah. it's a well, I mean, you expected that, though. Yeah. You, know, you bring in a grad transfer, you obviously think that, you know, he can help. So, you know, between Ruiz and then... Uh, I guess and, and, Ru- and Ruiz. Ruiz, Ruiz. I, it's too early for this. Well, I, I haven't even met the guy. Well, I haven't either, but so. I was... That's my baseball experience coming out, you know, Carlos Ruiz. That's So when I see a name spelled that way, I guess. Yeah, that's how yeah I you're right, you're it. right. Um, and then, you know, Chrisman obviously has got the production to back everything up. So. He, he does, but he's also got a staff here that probably doesn't give two craps about the past. That that's a good point. Yeah, the, you know, nobody's locked in right now. Even Kylan Hill wouldn't be locked in. But I, I would imagine that Kylan Hill. It seems that Kylan Hill has taken to this offense like a duck to water. Yeah. So I'm going to guess he'll be the starter. Kylan Hill. Yeah. That's a, feels like a a reasonable, 
reasonable <laughs> assumption. I'm trying to think. What else, what else do we have going on? Um, you know, Mike Leach, not a big fan of walking up to the grill, too much testosterone. It's a mosh pit <laughs> it's of a testosterone. Mosh pit of testosterone. It is at my house. I, mean, I say that. I'm, I'm the only male there, except for the cats. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. My, I occasionally have my, my daughters come out and be, be my wingman. I guess they're my wing person at that point. But uh, however you want to put it. So, you know, we talked to Leach. We talked to well, – we'll be talking to more assistants this week. I hope we get Arnett again because so, I would like to see, you know, hey, we talked to you a couple weeks ago and uh, you're none too pleased. Yeah. Have you seen progress? You're feeling, you're feeling better. So, we'll see what happens uh, with that. Do, do you – if you – I think we're scheduled to talk to Leach again on Saturday. Do you think by then he's going to have a, like a firmer grasp? Of, you know, let's put it like this. When will MSU name a starting quarterback? I, I don't think they're going to wait until week, game week. Well, I, when we talked to Mike Leach, I can't remember if it was the first time or second time in camp, he said it may be game week before he did it. Um, I kind of get the impression that it won't be, but I don't think it's going to be any time in the next couple of weeks when you still got – I mean, you got to remember, we're, we're still four weeks out. I could see this thing going on another couple of weeks before he officially said, yeah, it's KJ. And as for who's QB2, we may not know that until we get our – I assume we'll still get game week notes and that kind of stuff that we usually did. Maybe virtually, you know, emailed to us or whatever. But I, I could see us not knowing who QB2 was until game week. Yeah. that. But even then, that could be an or. Oh, you know, should, I, I bet you it will be an order. It'll be Garrett Schrader or Will Rogers. It'll be Rogers or Schrader. Schrader or Rogers, however you want to you want to look at it. Um, and then Maiden is the third guy. You know, I, could be a fourth, lot of Fourth guy. Oh, yeah, fourth. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, Maiden basically doesn't get mentioned. No, I think I think the writing's really on the wall for, for Jalen Maiden. Uh, and then I just don't know, you know, you know, who, you know who really benefited, by the way, from this extra year of eligibility? Kareem Walker. Because I don't, again, I don't see him having a huge, even if I thought, even if I thought that uh, he was going to be the number two running back, which I don't, I mean, we're talking about the number two running back last year for, for Washington State had, I think, a total of like 30 carries, 30 touches, catches and carries. So, yeah, I don't see, I don't, I don't, I don't see him being a big role, but now he's got an extra year of eligibility. So maybe, I, I, Kareem Walker is another guy. Talk about transfer portal candidate strikes me as one because I just don't see him being a part of the, of the things here at Mississippi State. I, I, what's funny about him, and I, we go back to we, we talked about this a lot. When, when, he didn't really fit what Moorhead wanted to do either. So I, I, I never understood. It just felt like they needed to get a running back, and he was there. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see I, and, and Kareem Walker is a guy that I'm trying to. I'm racking my brain here. I've never talked to him. I don't guess he's ever had an immediate availability of any kind. I don't know that he's talked to anybody. Um, so I, I don't know what is. He may be in Starkville having a great time and doesn't care to leave. Right. So that that could be. And that's the, case the thing too. we always I, say about just, transfers. You don't ever know. You know, it's not always all about playing time. With, yeah. With those guys. Um. Anything else stand out to you? No. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, you know? Yeah. You know, this is one of those things where we're not at practice to sort of, hey, I saw this, let me ask about this. You yeah. Know? It's just such a, uh, it's just such a, an odd situation. Now, we, you know, we're just doing the best we can. Somebody made a good point to me. They were like, are you going to practice? I said, no. They're like, 
how do you do your job when you don't really know much more than the average message board poster? <laughs> I was like, it's a good question. You know, we're just sort of doing the best I can, the best we can. So yeah, you know, it really is. I mean, you know, full disclosure, we sometimes can shoot texts or whatever and get get to know some stuff that's happening that maybe the average person doesn't. But but by and large, I mean, even our media ops and stuff. Uh, whereas in the past. I think of, you know, when Mullen and, and Joe were here, it particularly comes to mind that, that one day when Dan Mullen just stayed with us for an hour and just shot the bull for however long it was, and you just kind of... That kind of stuff can't happen now. It's like the press conference is over, the Zoom gets turned off, yeah. and we're done. And so you out there listening to this, you you see and hear You're hearing everything guys we have, yeah. almost as much as... As we do for them. I mean, yeah, yeah. Do we have some of these guys' phone numbers? Can we ask some questions if we have follow-ups and if we need some clarification on some things and maybe some just some background info? Can can we maybe get some of that? Yeah, sure. But um, a lot of a lot over the course of this camp, yeah. Six pack, you know as much as us. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. All right. Let's move on into our next topic, and that is uh, brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef, who, if you know this weekend, the, the food truck was up and running. Hope you guys are able to get out there and get some of those delicious burgers, steaks, tacos, and things of that nature. They are always good, and of course, hopefully if you were cooking out this weekend, you were using Welcome Home Beef products. Whether you bought them at the Collinsville Piggly Wiggly, or you just had them shipped to your door, or you just came by the, uh, the store here in Starkville if you're living in the Golden Triangle. A lot of options for you to get uh, welcome home beef into your kitchen, and I cer- certainly suggest that you take full advantage of those. So give them a call today at 662-268-8148, or just visit them online at welcome home. I'm sorry, Facebook.com/slash Welcome Home Beef. Whatever you're getting from them, whether they're cooking it or you are, one thing is for sure: it just tastes good. Big news in the SEC. Big superstar player going to opt out, and it affects Mississippi State because that is Jamar Chase, the Bolitnikoff Award winner, the top receiver in college football a season ago. He's sitting out. I said a few weeks ago, yeah, I, right now if you said predict a winner, I'm going to take LSU, right? Probably by two touchdowns. But getting LSU first game when they're still trying to figure all this out, the, the, the depth chart, I think Brian Fisher tweeted it, and then Tyler Horker retweeted it was how I saw it. And that's I, – I don't remember a team losing this much production ever. Ever. You know, and they'll still be good. They'll still win seven, eight games. But State is going to have it's, – it's a, it's, it's a slight chance, but it's called a puncher's chance, whatever you want. But LSU is such an interesting game now for me. It just – it already was. Yeah. But, there's just so much unknown on both sides of the ball for me. Well, and and you're not gonna get the intimidating, you know, Death Valley atmosphere and all that because I don't know. Has LSU announced fan stuff? Have they, have they made any kind of declaration no, as to no? But it's not gonna be a full house. Right. I mean, it, I feel confident saying that. I'm not the governor of Louisiana or anything, but. Uh, so you're not going to get that intimidating environment, you know. You're not going to get guys in there shaking in their shoes. I wouldn't think. And when you consider they're going to be figuring things out, no Jamar Chase, no Joe Burrow. Um, then all of a sudden, what what if Leach's air raid really is clicking pretty good? And then you go in there and start scoring some points. 
I, <laughs> I know that probably people listen to this and probably accuse us of being homers a lot, but it certainly seems like there would there is no better time that to, to to have a shot. And am I predicting state to win? If we were doing the game week show and three Ps and man, think about that. We're only like three or four weeks away from doing three Ps. Yeah. Wow. They're coming. Uh, but if we were sitting here doing that today, am I picking state to win? No. But if we were sitting here doing things that are true the following, you know, Sunday, and we're talking about a, a state upset win, I'm surprised, but I'm not just laid out in the floor surprised, given the situation and what they've lost. And um, Yeah, I mean, this isn't Sylvester Croom's state team going down to Baton Rouge right. to play. You got, you're going to have a puncher's chance that day, and the, the chance just got better. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, you lose Burrow, and you lose Edward Solaire, and you lose Justin Jefferson, and now you've lost Jamar Chase, and you lost Moss, and you've lost, you know, I mean, you've lost so much. Joe Brady. And I'm, I'm <laughs> as I do this, and, you know, my cousin Steven's going to be laughing because uh, I'm arguing with, in our group text, our cousin group text with these other LSU fans, and they're just like, oh, Brady was, you know, he just called plays in the red zone. I mean, okay. Okay. We'll see. The offense was totally different from 2018 to 2019. Brady was there. Now Brady's gone, and I'm just supposed to believe, and you brought in Scott Linehan, who I'm telling you right now, Dallas Cowboy fans, and I know some of y'all are listening, you can back me up if you... When he was fired, they rejoiced. I mean, it was like, it was like you know, incredible. Like a celebration. <laughs> so, you know, they did they everything that was everything that that sort of was that lightning in a bottle that LSU captured last year is gone. It they opened the bottle. You know, and now you know, right now you're already looking for somebody to replace Justin Jefferson. Maybe you would think that, you know, one of those guys could do that. But now you need Terrace Marshall to become Jamar Chase. Now somebody else has to be Terrace Marshall. And somebody still needs to be Justin Jefferson. And somebody still needs to be Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I understand they recruit well, but holy cow, man. It's just that this is a this is a tough situation, and then, you know, God forbid, I'm not saying that LSU doesn't just you know they haven't gotten a few breaks in this life, but this is. This. I'm gonna tell you, you don't look like idiots today because we do every day. Why not? Yeah, that's true. Pick it, pick it today. Oh, I pick LSU. Score. <sighs> tough, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna say 31-21. No, I think it'll be higher scoring. You than think that. so? Yeah, because state's defense is just not gonna be that good. Yeah, I mean, they are still good at. And they still have talent. Something like 38-28. It feels like a 10-point game kind of deal yeah, right 38, now. Yeah, 38-24, something like that. Yeah, something like that. 10-14. But at the same time, if you told me it was like 45-33, I wouldn't be totally surprised. Yeah. You know, or something, something, something that... I'm trying to just, just something that wouldn't surprise me is, is State just not being able to stop LSU. Maybe just, you know, the they state can't stop them up front. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. We'll sort of tie it all together here. I just don't know enough about this team. Yeah. I, <laughs> it just seems – think about where, where we were towards the end of last season. Um, and you had a Mississippi State team that – I mean, long before we ever knew Mike Leach was going to be here. And – a state team that we'd saw have 
just offensive inconsistency for two years. Um, it, it appeared as though Joe Moorhead was going to return there for a little while, and, and LSU was just mowing everybody down. There's no way we would have even went into this. You know, if you'd asked us back last October or November or whatever, pick next year's LSU game in Baton Rouge, we would have probably predicted a massacre. Yeah. Even even though we would know, you know, Joe Burrow's going to win the high, he's gone or whatever. Yeah. But I still think given what State was last year, yeah. the offensive inconsistency, yeah. going to LSU, which at the time we would have thought would have been a packed house LSU. Right. I mean, a, a packed house LSU with Jamar Chase and yeah. – you would have still said, yeah, it's probably still going to be a whooping yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, and now yeah. we're, we're less than four weeks out, and you look at it, and it's don't totally write State off in it. Yeah. You know, it's, again, I mean, again, they're, they're the vast, they're the huge underdog. Yeah. The line I think I, we saw was, I think the, the real line was like 17 and a half. And that was before Chase, though. Right? That was before Chase. So, it I might, mean, that takes away a couple points anyway, maybe. Yeah, but. Like I said, a two-touchdown spread sounds right. I think LSU is a two-touchdown favorite, and they have a great chance to cover that. I, yes. I, would, I won't be surprised at all if they do. You know, I'm just I'm talking about LSU more. I think we're talking about LSU more as the whole big picture. You know, now that now you can't say you can't predict them to beat L, uh, beat Alabama. You can't predict them to beat Florida. You know, A and M and Auburn are going to have a good chance to beat them. Um, who who else did they pick up? And they picked up Missouri and they picked up Missouri and Vanderbilt. So that's no 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 trouble there, obviously. So, we'll see. We'll see. But Chase, let's talk about Chase just a little bit. People on Twitter are saying that this might be like the sort sort of the new normal that you might see. You know, remember when Clowney was a, a junior and there was a lot of talk that he could skip the season and still be the number one overall pick. Do you think this this could become a thing where you know we've already got guys skipping bowl games? Could players start who who know like Trevor Lawrence would be a good example. He knows he doesn't have to do anything. He'll be the number one pick. Could, could players start saying, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a year off, not risk injury, and, and, you know, just prepare for the draft? I guess so. But to me, there's so very few guys that just know I'm a number one pick, you know, yeah. I'm, or I'm a first round. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot of guys. It's not a lot of guys. You might be talking about one or two guys a year. For example, if, if you wanted to use this year, Chase was a good example. Trevor Lawrence would. Trevor be. Lawrence, Justin Fields will be a good example. Although Fields might need a little more film, he had a great. He had one great year. Uh, Micah Parsons at Penn State, who is opting out. Of course, they're not playing anyway, but he was going to opt out either way. Yeah, it's probably a guy who, who was good. But you're not talking about more than four or five guys a year, and that's really pushing it. You know, I, I don't think it's it's going to be a trend or anything, but I won't be surprised to see it happen every now and then. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Um. I would think that it's more likely this year, though. Like, if you're Trevor Lawrence this year, I mean, look, I think they're going to play the season, and I think, I don't know, I feel kind of optimistic today they'll finish the season, but, like, if you're Trevor Lawrence, why would you, like you just said, you you know you're going to be a first-round pick. Why would you go out there and maybe get hurt in game three and then game four the season gets canceled? Kind of deal. Like, yeah. like I, I feel like this year would be more likely to see that kind of thing than if it was normal circumstances, but... Yeah, no, I agree with you. And then I guess the other question becomes, for, for, you know, do you believe? Just, just answer this. Do you believe that uh, that Chase is opting out? I, I mean, I guess he sort of said it. I feel like COVID's not his issue. I think he's more concerned that Miles Brennan's not Joe Burrow, and he could take a step back. Well, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but I mean, that's not that's not a bad thought. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. 
I mean, and I, you know, he's what? I guess they practiced a couple weeks now, so he's had a chance to see. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's. I had now that I hadn't thought about. It. He's just like maybe this is not. Yeah, for me. Ma- ma- maybe I need to just uh, get out while the getting's good, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and again, I just don't know. Again, my LSU people are trying to argue this differently, but I I, I just don't see how you, you, Brady comes in and the offense looks totally different, and now he's gone, and you bring in Scott Linehan, and oh, they're going to keep everything the same. Really? Really? I don't I don't buy into that for one second. So. We'll see. The season opener, it was already interesting. It just keeps adding some intrigue to it. Uh, does that mean does it mean State's going to win? Probably not. But it gives us something to talk about. It does, man. And watching Austin P in Central Arkansas on Saturday night, man, that just made me so amped up to get SEC We haven't going. talked about that. That we had college football. <laughs> so I watched every snap of that game. Now, people know, who, if you listen to Sports Talk Mississippi, I talk about it all the time, there's never a bad day for college football. I watch as much college football as I can. I can watch. It's one of the few sports where my team doesn't have to be playing that I can watch and enjoy it. But I took a little extra enjoyment from it <laughs> on Saturday night. Oh, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, I you know I got two kids running around, so I can't claim that I watched every snap. But I had it on for every snap and and saw a great deal of the game. And man, it was a lot of fun to just to just see it. And and it ended up. I mean, it wasn't the cleanest game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I saw somebody summarize it as like maybe Ralph Russo of the AP that tweeted something to the effect of uh, quick game summary. You know, seventy-five yard touchdown run on the first play, fifty-five minutes of pooch punting, and then like chaos at the end kind of thing. And it's pretty good summary. Um, but it was a lot of fun to see it. Close game, good game. Uh, thank you to both of those teams <laughs> for, yeah. for your efforts yeah. and for, for getting that happening. Feels good. Feels good. I, I'm telling you right now, we're going we're to enjoy uh, making fun of the Big Ten in a couple months. Like, I feel Oh, you know they that. had to be watching that last night thinking. Yeah. yeah, like what have we done? What have we done? I, yeah. hope, I hope you're right. Do you know that they're in a weird spot because they almost have to root for it to fail. Yes. Yes, they, they, they need for football to not – they need in like – Week three for the SEC to have to shut down because there's just everybody's positive for COVID at that point. They need that. They people have been talking about the media rooting for college football to fail. No, the Big Ten is rooting for college football to fail. <laughs> I mean, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't, and if if we get to like mid October and there's basically no cases and. They're starting to pack stadiums again a little bit. You know, we go from what twenty five percent to fifty percent, and it just kind of starts to go up. And mm-hmm. then you got the Big Ten, Pac twelve, sitting around twiddling their thumbs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wouldn't want to be those presidents. Yeah, especially when they're talking about starting the season in Thanksgiving. I mean, like, so you're gonna start, you're gonna have week one when the SEC is on week nine, when they're playing the biggest games. You know, the the rivalry week. That's when you're gonna start the game. I don't know. Well, Central Arkansas is going to have more wins than the entire Pac-12 and, and Big, Big Ten, Ten combined. This fall. Yeah, combined, no question about it. All right, guys, great. We're going to have some some fun this week. We have an opponent preview to do. We never got to Vanderbilt. They're the only team on the MSU schedule we never did a preview for. Let's preview them this week. We had a fun uh, topic uh, that we were going to do when then like everything sort of ramped up. The top 
plays, top five plays in Mississippi State history. So, Joel, let's do that. I'll give you the heads up now that we'll do it on Thursday's show, so Wednesday night for Thursday's show. Okay. Come in ready to go with that. You probably need to remind me. I'll forget. I will try to do that. Thank you. So we'll do that, and, uh, yeah, we got to start you know, moving. We, we need to do some positional breakdowns. We only have a few weeks, so we might have to do a couple at a time. But we need to start looking a little more in-depth at what MSU has at some of these positions. So we got a lot to talk about, a lot of football to talk about. That's going to be the focus of this week's show and this podcast going forward. So, for Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.